full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Eggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan. What's up, everybody? Eric France and AJ Salveson here on the full court press. And my goodness, do we have a lot to cover today? Team USA with a win over Spain. It's not Spain, Australia. Spain was the other day. Australia was uh, late last night. Uh, so they're on to the gold medal round. We'll debate that, discuss uh, who they will be facing because France and Slovenia face each other early this morning. Uh, so the gold medal round is set. But um, I, uh, the biggest thing to talk about today, Ajay, Utah State Football Media Day taking place today up on campus. We got a chance to visit with Coach Blake Anderson, the coordinators, a whole host of players. We got a lot to get through. And Ajay, I, I've been telling you and I've been telling our listeners, I've been trying to kind of reserve my final judgment about trying to predict what this upcoming season will be like because I'm just uncertain with so many new faces what this Utah State football team is going to look like. But I'm I'm moving a lot more towards this optimistic train that you're on and many others as well that this team has a great energy about it and some great players and a lot of experience and talent that is going to surprise some people. That Vegas line of uh, three games as a win total for the Aggies, uh, I think they'll crush that. Uh, but we'll hear from the coach. We'll hear from the players. You can decide your own opinions on that. Uh, and as we go through it, as always, if you want to weigh in on what you're hearing or what your questions are, uh, let us know on the Guild Mortgage text line this afternoon, 435-339-0321. And uh, we'll do, we're going to do our best to get through as much audio as we can. We also have an interview with uh, one more high school football coach to get in, uh, Coach uh, Bart Bowen for the Logan High Grizzlies. We'll hear from him a little bit later on this hour. And uh, as in the, in the final stop in our preview of Region 11 high school football games as the season starts next Friday. Yeah, glad we have a two-hour show now. Do you remember when we first like came up with the idea? It was you and I, by the way. We're taking credit for this, that we should do a two-hour show for the full-court press. Based on everything we had to do and all the content we had, it was, it just, it made sense if we did a two-hour show. Well, here we are, and we got to fit all. And I'm, I'm, we, being sincere, both Eric and, and I, we got to fit all of this into two hours. And I don't know how we got a lot to discuss, but the most important thing is, I want our listeners to be able to reach out to us because the biggest thing is, I mean, Eric, like you said, we were there at Media Day. We kind of got a sense for things. And so I want our listeners to be able to ask us questions that we can answer for them. Uh, some we can probably answer, some we probably don't know, but ask us. 435-339-0321 and text into our Gill Mortgage text line. Uh, we'll reset again for the 5 o'clock hour and give those uh, who haven't had a chance to ask questions to do so as well. But for you, 435-339-0321. If you've got any questions about the Utah State Aggie football team, let's talk. Let's let's chat. Let's uh, a little Q&A while we're at it here. Um Officially, I feel like the season is now underway with, with football media day, and then they start camp tomorrow. Um, you'll get you, you'll hear from Coach Anderson, as Eric said. We'll 
talk quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, defense, offense, coaching staff, about everything you possibly imagine, vaccination, all that stuff, and uh, we'll hit it and hit it hard. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's fun. And we're not we're not going to fit everything in today. Uh, this will spill into multiple days. Oh, yeah, it's going to have to. Uh, which will be great. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. Because we, we want to be able to uh, share uh, these interviews with you as you can uh, kind of develop your own opinions yeah. about what's which, going on. Which, by the way, if you missed... I mean, for whatever reason, uh, you didn't get the entirety press conference of Blake Anderson. It is now posted online. I've also posted uh, Coach uh, Banda. Very good. Man, I dude, I'm telling you, I'm going to call him Banda, and he said it was okay, but I feel bad. But Coach Banda, we've also posted him online, and Coach Anthony Tucker, you got to sit down with. Uh, he is now online. We're getting uh, all the players kind of sorted out. I've got offensive side and defensive side, and i got to collect the audio and put it all together. It's going to be probably another day until that gets done, but we'll get there with it and, and have it set for you. So, uh, Erica, you know, it, it, it's interesting. Uh, you're just talking about how, um, you know, you want to save your reserve for judgment of the team and what you're feeling, what your feelings and predictions would be of the team until later on, uh, which I don't blame you for. Um, but, man, I, I walk out of there and I, and I learned two things. One the coaches, or excuse me, the players love the coaches because the coaches want to be there for the players. They want to coach the players. A couple of players who are returning voiced that to me that, hey, the, like the coaching staff loves being here. They want to be here. Coach Blake Anderson has, has brought in a staff that cares about the kids so much that, that like, there's a new energy in there. Uh, that was a huge standout to me. Uh, and then the other thing is um, that, uh, you know, there's like people keep looking back the last season and I get it, but there's a, it's a new era and that needs to stop. Like the whole tagging last season into this season really needs to stop for everything, predictions and everything, because last year was totally an entity of itself and it has no identity to this season in any way, shape or form. None. So that needs to stop now. Like we are in a new season, a new era, a new Aggie land, of coaching staff and you know some people who come players who come in now, uh, I'm I'm more optimistic uh, as uh, after uh, today. That's that's for darn sure. Piranhas tweets in or text in. Uh, reading concerns about death on the old line. How big of a concern do you guys think this is? Any other areas of concern? So yes, the, it is a concern. That is a concern. The wide eye concern. It was too. Uh, it was addressed and discussed. In fact, do we have that? We do. Um, give me just one second, but yep. uh, Coach Anderson addressed it. And I Coach, forgot to make you a cut sheet. I'm sorry. Coach Tucker also addressed it when I spoke to him. Um, but uh, yes, Coach, Coach Anderson talked about where you know, some of the areas that he's most concerned about with depth, and uh, probably the, the the group that is uh, most on his mind is the offensive line. This is where uh, what Coach Anderson had to say about some of the concerns of depth that he might have on his squad this year. Really concerned about the offensive line depth. We're numbers. We, we're talented, but we're not very deep. I would I would tell you kind of the same thing on the interior of the defensive line. Feel good about the people that we added, but we're not real real deep. So depth is a concern. I think we addressed some of those issues uh, in, in the defensive backfield, bringing in Hunter and, and bringing in Monty that helped and Sean. Uh, that would have been a concern had we not been able to add add three quality you know, quality players there. Um, yeah, those. Up front on both sides of the ball is where games are won and lost. I mean, no matter how much you want to throw the ball and, and all the pretty things we like to do out of the spread system, I mean, we, we still got to run the ball and stop the run. 
how healthy we can stay, how many productive snaps we can get out of guys up front on the two two fronts is, is going to be critical. And, and so that's that's probably the biggest questions that have to get answered because either way it goes with with Peasley or Logan, either way it goes, we feel comfortable. We've got it. We're going to have a talented quarterback. A lot of people don't have one. We've got two. So who becomes the guy is not nearly as important as can we hold up on the fronts all season long against the people we're going to have to play. And that's probably the biggest question or concern that I have. So, yeah, I mean, they've uh, they've been able to bring in some transfers. They've got guys that are coming back. Um, but uh, do you have depth? Like the, the starting unit, I think it's going to be fine. It's just what if one of those guys goes down? Um, and so I think that's something that they're – they're working on. They're going to be well, addressing. And he brings up a great point. A really, and I didn't notice this until you just played the clip. Against the teams we play, BYU is very, very physical on the defensive front. That's how they've been breaded. Boise State, same thing. Air Force, we all know who Air Force is like, and what they can do defensively. Um, they're very physical with you. They're willing to get after you. Wyoming. Wyoming's, oh my gosh, Wyoming's massive too. And uh, so I, <laughs> that's, that's the, that's a great point that I didn't think about is is it not just how long the season is, but the teams that they're playing in the season that just it brings them so much worry. And I don't blame them at all. Yeah, no, that it's a it's a great question that was brought up there. Uh, I think that was Al too. Five four five two. Oh yeah. Um, but uh yeah, also addressing you know, some of the concerns that this this team has. Uh and that um that depth is an issue there, but AJ, they've got, I think they've got pretty good depth in really just about everywhere else, especially with some of the new additions. I mean, he did announce uh, a couple of new uh, transfers, uh, some new scholarship athletes that are going to be joining the team this fall. Uh, Bo Miley. Um, hey, that's Frank's kid now, is that, or is it his nephew? I think it's his nephew. That's his nephew. Okay, thank you. Phil Paella. Um, uh, Hunter Reynolds, both those guys come from the University of Michigan. Uh, I think catch his first name, McGarry. Uh, at Sean Gates, who originally was uh, re- recruited and signed at uh, Boston College. Uh, Jamie Mance, who's at University of Nebraska. And then uh, Calvin Knapp, who's an o- offensive tackle. Um, so these more transfers. Coming to Utah State, guys with significant experience and significant programs coming to Logan. Uh, in fact, actually, that was one of the other things that he di- um, discussed is that this coaching staff they've been they've been hitting the portal hard and getting guys to commit to Utah State. So they've been able to address. They were able to see what their needs were, what they had with them, and evaluate what their team could look like in the spring, and then through the transfer portal and. and a few other means they're able to still kind of figure out you know what what other positions still need to be filled what what needs do we have that we don't currently are getting addressed and uh, he feels like they've been able to fill a lot of those needs that were kind of exposed or not quite settled in the spring I think that helped actually I, I think that helped uh, when you consider that we we did bring a, a heavy number of transfers in in January. Had you had a bunch of guys that already knew the system and knew what we wanted, you know, you'd be trying to speak, catch those guys up. They were learning everything at the same pace that all the veterans were learning because everything's new. I think that probably helped integrate that transfer group in 
the guys this summer have all been here all summer. So they've had an opportunity to work with Coach Jackson and the staff. Our staff actually was able to meet with them some. Feel like they've integrated fairly well. One of the big things for us when you start dealing with transfer guys is just the character issue. We want to make sure that we're bringing the right kind of person in. Obviously, athletically, they have to be able to help us on the field, but we need to know that they fit our culture, going to operate on a daily basis kind of within the within the rules and within the uh, environment that we've created. And, and, and I feel like we've done a really good job of bringing in the right type of people in addition to their ability to, to help us on the field. So I, I think it's gone fairly well. We'll see how it does in fall camp, but I feel good about it to this point. This team has a lot of transfers on it. Yeah. And uh, certainly how that blends in with some of them coming from pretty big, notable programs, but also uh, the, the super seniors and the other veteran players on this team. Uh, I, Ajay, both you and I spoke to guys that have been on this program for a while, and we spoke to transfers. But they're all saying the same thing. This team is coming together. They're having fun. Then they all speak highly of this coaching staff about how they're bringing everybody together. And there's a confidence level boost too. Like I don't remember even before last season when we'd interview them of like any confidence level like they have this year. Maybe it's just because it's a full season. There's new excitement, a fresh start. I don't know, but there's just a huge confidence level in that. Uh, speaking of transfers, uh, Lee, uh, just, is that how do you say his first name? Uh, Jahil, oh, I believe. Uh, Jahazel? The, yeah, the Georgia Tech transfer offensive lineman. He is transferred closer to home. Reason being, his mother is ill, diagnosed with an illness. They didn't state why or what it is, but he is transferred closer to home to be with her. Uh, he thinks he'll be picked up by a team there in the Somewhere very near Louisiana. future. Yep. Yeah. Um, Hunter Hill has uh, also left the program. Um, really just unable to continue yeah, physically. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bracken uh, Mendenhall, or is it? Uh, no, no, sorry. So Hunter Hill had left because he was looking for a spot, I believe, wasn't it? He was looking for a, a just he wanted to try and earn a spot somewhere else. And then uh, I'll have to go back and listen to. That I think one it's in the opening remember. statement here That's on the probably right. on the audio, but and then I think Bracken is the one who uh, decided to step away from football. That's right, but they're leaving the door open. He may be. Yeah, able to come but back. right now, as of right now, they don't think he will be coming back. So, no. yeah. Hey, but you're right. Like, whether it's a transfer, whether it's a player returning, whether it's someone brand new, Eric, we've talked to all of them, and every one of them said the same thing. You're spot on, Eric. It's, we're excited. Like, this thing's coming together, and it's looking really, really good. And they are salivating at game one on September 4th in Washington. Yeah, they all seem really excited to be able to prove themselves and uh, see what they have Mm -hmm. and, and try to stay healthy. I know we don't want to give too many spoilers away because, I mean, we'll play the audio throughout the next couple of days. Is there anything that stood out to you that maybe took you by surprise at all or kind of opened your eyes a little bit, whether it's good, whether it's bad? I don't know if there's anything bad, but whether it's good or whatever, anything that stood out to you? Um, Something I thought was interesting is how he referenced and how he talked about the players that followed him to Utah State. Mm. That's Logan Bonner, Brandon Bowling, and Justin Rice. because he had a little bit different story on each of them. He didn't go into a whole depth about nah. Logan Bonner uh, choosing to transfer to Utah State. Um, but hearing him talk about bowling and about Rice was really interesting to me, probably particularly Justin Rice. Mm-hmm. Um, just here's a guy who was at Fresno State. I mean, he was doing damage. 
He was highly regarded, very good uh, linebacker, very effective linebacker for the Bulldogs. Unsure about what the future of football is in Fresno. Decides to go somewhere else. It gets caught up to speed eventually at Arkansas State and then follows Coach Anderson to uh, to Logan. I love how blunt he was. He came in, he was out of shape, he was fat, and he didn't know what he was doing and he didn't know anybody. <laughs> like, he just put it out there. <laughs> he, he was really bad the first few weeks. <laughs> just goes on and on about Justin for the first little bit. And it's kind of like, oh. And it's like, and then we, we built him up and we got him going and now look where he's at. You know, it, it was a good, like, you can see, and I love the two words he used or three words captain of the defense like he thinks that this guy is the new leader of this defense and that's saying something for a kid who had not played at Utah State to come in and then it's going to be like you're in charge and that he's been able to take that responsibility head on and it sounds like a lot of people are responding to him really really well Uh, in fact here is what uh, coach Blake Anderson had to say about Justin Rice former Fresno State linebacker who went to Arkansas State and is now at USU the difference there is he got there in within the first week of fall camp. He came in fat and out of shape, and he didn't know anybody. I mean, he puked his way through the first few practices. He did not play very well for the first few weeks. It took him mid-season to get in shape, and then he lit up the you know the, the conference the rest of the year. He's in the best shape of his life right now. He truly has elevated his work ethic. I've challenged him a lot. That was probably his biggest deficiency is just consistently daily working, He's changed that. He and Paul Jackson have really hit it off. He's 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 done extremely well in that area, and I think he's matured a lot just in, in personality wise, and, and it shows in his leadership uh, with with the guys on defense. I, I think it's a completely different scenario than a year ago because of the timing of it, his just ability to get acclimated through the spring, and, and really just the shape that he's in. So I, I ex- we expect a lot of him, put a lot of pressure on him. He's quarterback of the defense. I expect him to play at an extremely high level, and, and I think he's physically put himself in a position where he can. A year ago, he had to he had to work up to that. Now he's in great shape, and, and I would expect he's going to play well early. Uh, hopefully, he can stay healthy. That'd be the biggest you know issue. Just can he stay healthy? I uh, we saw him today first person, and I was like, that kid looks great. I don't see the like what Coach Anderson was talking about when he first got to Arkansas State. Like I don't see it at all. He looks. Fresh, he looks ready to go. Um, from what I've been told from uh, Coach Banda, he looks incredibly focused as well. Like every day, is like he's competing, like he's like the last on the depth chart. He's that he's a walk on. He's trying to get himself a starting spot. Um, they they really like the guy. Another guy I heard a lot of good things about uh, from Coach Banda and other defensive players, Marcus Moore and, and Andre Grayson Jr. got to sat down with Eric Zahadri Jackson. This guy got cooked last year. I mean, he was in. He was all over the field, couldn't make a play, was getting burnt left and right, looked lost on almost every single possession. And they're saying that this guy is the one you want to watch out for. The two names I kept hearing were A.J. Vombachong and Zahadri Jackson multiple times. So uh, I hope ZJ can really go out there and play well. I hope he can make a difference, have an impact, because he's got great athletic ability. It's just executing. And if he can execute, my man. That, that helps out the defense a ton. Yeah, and I think that secondary overall had some good experience coming back. I think there was some good talent there. Yeah. But has also benefited from some new additions from the transfer oh, portal. Oh, certainly. That, that tra- and I love the question he asked about the transfer portal. 
and just how they were able to be aggressive. And that's something that they wanted to do is, is get in that transfer portal and bring look, they might be one year transfers. It might be, you know, a one year transfer and then a free agent or whatever that is. But they pick some dogs up. I mean, the guys are just gonna be hungry, who want to prove themselves, who have a chip on their shoulder. Uh and and that's what you want coming into the Mount West Conference, which and they've got a lot to prove for it, especially for a team that's not very highly rated by a lot of publications. More from the coach. We'll also hear from some players, maybe a little bit later on, if we can. We can work them in. Uh, we had a chance to do some one-on-one interviews with them, uh, our own exclusive interviews with them, and so you'll be able to hear what they have to say, their opinions. Uh, we'll also be hearing from Coach Bart Bowen from the Logan High Grizzlies coming up here in just a moment as uh, he concludes our uh, series of interviews with the high school coaches of Region 11 previewing the upcoming football season, which begins on August 13th. A quick timeout here on the Full Court Press. We'll be back in three minutes with more from the coach as uh, Utah State held their first media day uh, for the coaches and players today up at Utah State University. This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. People come to me all the time and say, wow, Cash Valley Bank is growing. We are growing and providing banking services to many communities in Utah and particularly here in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank is actively involved in our communities with local people who can make decisions quickly and professionally. We're a community bank and Cash Valley is important to us. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. What now, Chris Paul? He can opt out. He could become a free agent. He could stay there. I'm not somebody who says you should give him 30 plus million for three years because the reality is he didn't play against the best of the best to get to the NBA Finals, and eventually the NBA Finals wore him down. That's just the reality of it. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, ah. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. These are the sounds of a dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. A dinner now served thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 food banks strong. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. A run-through of what we heard today at Utah State University. Their first media availability for the fall. Coach Blake Anderson. We got to talk to uh, a lot of players, the coordinators. And we'll continue to bring that that to you over the next few days. It's impossible for us to bring all of it to you today. um, Because despite all of that stuff to get through, there's also... Team USA with their uh, win over Australia uh, late last night. Uh, France and Slovenia faced each other early this morning. So the gold medal game is set. 
Um, and that's going to be taking place this weekend. So we'll talk about that. Uh, also, Logan High, a, coach, a conversation with Coach Bart Bowen coming up here in about uh, five minutes or so as we preview Region 11 and conclude our conversations with the coaches to preview the upcoming season. And, of course, we have pick six later on in the show. And that's Ajay's favorite segment of the week. And we'll make sure that it keeps going despite his efforts to shut it down. But um, I'm not playing this week, dude. <laughs> hey, you won last week. No one cares. So should be celebrating. I don't want to play. Uh, certainly one of the questions that's uh, high on a lot of people's minds is who will be under center for Utah State? Will it be Logan Bonner, the newcomer? Will it be Andrew Peasley, who's been in the program for a while? Peasley took uh, a lot of the reps with the ones in the spring, um, and uh, he started the, the last part of the season. Um, so what's the situation going to look like uh, at the quarterback position? And it uh, doesn't sound like it's very settled yet, Ajay. It's uh, still very much up in the air, at least to get things started early in, the, in fall camp. And uh, after a few practices, who knows, it might change from there. But here's what Coach Blake Anderson had to say about his quarterback competition coming into this fall. You know, it's a wide-open competition. And been really clear with, with Logan missing spring the way he did and, and really only being released fully uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, Pisa's going to take the first snap of the ones and Logan may take the second snap of the ones. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a series by series and we're going to let them, we're going to let them compete wide open. Uh, I feel like that Peasley separated himself enough from the rest of the group in the spring. And obviously the experience that we have and the amount of experience that Logan has uh, of actually playing the division one level, you know, we're, we're going to let those two guys go at it. You now uh, Cooper will, will battle his tail off to try to get in that fight. But I would tell you, fall camp doesn't create a lot of opportunity to get a ton of reps for everybody. So we're going to have to make a decision fairly quickly. And we need to create the best opportunities to do that. And that's what the ones, I mean, that's what the ones going out there. So you got the integrity of the O-line and all that. Somebody's going to win the job. If, if Peasley is able to hang on the job and beat Logan out, clearly he beat out a, a guy that we've seen play at a high level. If Logan beats him out, based off what I've seen from Peasley, he had to earn it. Cause one thing I did notice about, Pease all summer is he was at the front of every line. He was at front of every sprint. He's here extra, and he's done everything he can to, to have a great quarterback battle in fall camp. And to me, that makes us better. Um, we'll have a guy announce when it's time, when we get ready to play, but competition makes everybody better. So it's unsettled. Yeah. I, I, if you were hoping to get an answer from Coach Anderson, this is our starting quarterback on uh, game one, day number one. Uh, it's not there. Uh, and, 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 and here is also with it. How much of it is that a show? How much of it is? Well, you know, we, uh, we think that, uh, we think that Peasley's going to be competing for the job, but really it's going to be Logan Bonner's a starting quarterback. And how much of it is real? Like Peasley really does have a shot here. Well, I think it's pretty clear, and I think he's been pretty honest that uh, he's been impressed with what Peasley's been doing in the offseason and some of the things he did in the spring. So I think that creates a, a healthy competition. He knows Logan Bonner and what Logan Bonner can do. He didn't know Peasley until he, sh he showed up and started to see what, what he was doing in the spring. So I, I think it is a competition. How long it drags out, I don't know. Because 
we haven't seen Logan Bonner with the this this team yet, uh, and how he integrates um, and uh, adapts the system, how Peasley, how much he's learned since the spring, in improving his understanding and grasp of the offense. So there's a lot to see here, but unfortunately, AJ, for fans, we won't be able to see much of it until uh, the the first scrimmage, which is still a few weeks away. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> We are closed for practices, and reason being is because of COVID-19 uh, safety. They want to make sure that they uh, they stay safe, that they're, uh, the coaches and players are able to play game one and be a part of game one against Washington State. And so uh, the two scrimmages will be there. Media will be allowed after practice to be able to go interview with coaches and players, uh, but it will be closed to the public except for next Saturday and then, of course, Aggie, or Aggie Family Fun Football Day on the 21st. Yeah, so there will be two scrimmages on you know, the 14th and the 21st. So there, there will be opportunities to still see this team, but unfortunately we can't go to practices. Which, you know what, that's that's okay. Yeah, it really would have been fun to be there to watch this new coaching staff integrate everybody and a lot of new faces just to see how it's coming together, but rather than uh, – you know, be healthy and have a game than to not have a game, if that's what yep. it comes down to. Amen. I would agree. Uh, Audrey, let's do this. Another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, we'll have a conversation with Logan High's Bart Bowen. The Grizzlies getting ready for the 2021 football season. Perhaps the most experienced team coming back. More starters on Logan High than I think just about anybody else in Region 11. How does uh, Coach Bowen use that to his advantage? And uh, how dangerous will the Grizzlies be in the upcoming season? We'll discuss that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. And the winner is Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. Voted best appliance dealer in northern Utah. This is Jay at Daryl's Appliance. We sincerely thank you, Cash Valley, for your vote. We want to share more great news by introducing the newest member of our Scratch and Dent family, Whirlpool. That's right, we now carry Whirlpool-made appliances at scratch and dent prices, always backed by our exclusive two-year warranty and our famous Daryl service team. Come check us out today, Daryl's West on Airport Road. When it's time for a new haircut, don't cut into your wallet. At New Horizons Beauty College, haircuts, color, highlights, pedicures, and manicures are far less expensive than going to a salon. The students at New Horizons Beauty College are trained in all the latest trends and techniques. You'll get a great look at a great price. Plus, New Horizons has great prices on the products to help you maintain that new look. All services performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in the Clock Tower Plaza in Logan. This is Ryan at My Mattress. We all know some of the side effects of not sleeping well or forgetfulness, inability to focus, bad driving, hallucinations now and again. Does this sound familiar, City of Lewiston? Lewiston. We at My Mattress care about you and your well-being. Prove all the other cities wrong and show them that you do care about better sleep and buy a mattress at My Mattress. If you're sleep deprived and can't remember where we're located, we're at 981 South Main by the South Walmart, Lewiston. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Coach Bart Bowen is coming into his third season as the head coach of the Logan High Grizzlies as we uh, kind of wrap up our 
interviews with high school coaches in Region 11. And uh, it's been fun talking to the coaches. We're excited to find out about Logan High. Coach Bowen, thanks for your time today and uh, helping us understand what the Grizzlies have in, in store for them this year. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. First off, um, you're coming into your third season. Uh, this isn't your first rodeo as a, as a head coach, obviously. You've had coaching experience, but coming into the, your third season now at Logan High, what are some of the things that you're you're noticing, that, that the trends that exist at Logan High with their football program and how you're kind of trying to change the culture there or provide a, a, and produce a, a, a more a successful football program? Yeah, I mean, we're – Coming in, we're, you know, instituting a blue-collar mentality. We come in and work hard, and um, we're just getting good kids that want to learn football and get better at football. And we coach everybody, and we try to develop talent here. Coach, one thing that, uh, looking at your offense, they were 16th and 4A last year and scoring at 21.5 points per game. With six returning starters, do you feel like your offense will improve this year? I do. Uh, we got a, a quarterback coming back that's got a year of experience, and you know he made first year starting quarterback mistakes last year. That we've fixed a lot of those. Uh, our offensive line, some of them have experience, but they're very coachable kids. They work hard. Our backfield is very dynamic. We can do a ton of things with them. You know, we can put them out in the slot. We can run in between the tackles. And Gage Jensen coming back at wide receiver, you know, he was a big threat for us last year. And so we've got, we've got some tools that we can do some damage with. And uh, with, uh, as Ajay alluded to, you've got quite a bit of experience coming back on that offensive side. And that's uh, certainly got to give, uh, give you a heads up, or not another heads up, but a, a leg up. Maybe that's the right word I'm looking for in preparing for this upcoming season, having that experience back really make a big difference for a high school team. Absolutely. You know, when kids are comfortable in the offense, they're, you know, they've got players around them that they've played with before and they trust. They go out with a little bit more confidence and, you know, they play more physical and faster. So we're excited to have them back. And then defensively for you guys, you got seven returning starters in a 3-4 defense. Uh, one of them's Matt Mason, who's also running back and plays uh, free safety on the other side. Can you tell us about your defense and what you expect of them? Yeah, defense, they're hungry. You know, they, they want to put people on their backs. They want to push them into the backfield on every play. They run to the ball. They tackle well. They're aggressive, so... We're excited for them. You know, almost every kid that's on the defense this year has significant playing time on the defense. We only have, I think, two that are brand new to the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, a lot of experience there, some really good leadership. So we're excited. And, Coach, when you uh, – looking about the, the schedule, I mean, you're, uh, the season's really fast approaching starting next week, but you're – uh, you've got a pretty interesting mix of games um, where different teams that you're facing. You're you're going up to Idaho. You're you're facing Viewmont. You face you got some five A schools on your schedule. Uh, how what's your philosophy about uh, putting together your non region schedule and what you like to put your team through before you start region play? You know we like to have a mix of different schemes. Um, so we're seeing a triple option team in Juan Diego. 
we're seeing a power I team out of Highland. You know, Viewmont's going to sprinkle in some wing T stuff. So we we just try to get a mix of stuff so our kids can see that you know this is my job. These are my rules. I get I just got to get it done against whatever front we see or whatever offense we see. And then as far as you know. Sometimes it's hard scheduling when there's only 13 4A schools. You have to jump a classification to get, you know, some games. And we try to find teams that, you know, we match up well against. You know, I don't necessarily want to go against a juggernaut 6A school, but we want enough competition that our kids are being tested because in our region, we're going to be tested every week. There's not a down week. That's what I was going to ask you about as well, Coach. Uh, again, Coach Bowen here joining us on the Full Court Press, Logan High Head Football Coach. Uh, regional Easter, third year into the region. Um, obviously, you've seen some of the best come in, in into it. What have you learned about Region 11? What do you expect to see of it this year? The biggest thing, you got to keep players healthy because you're not going to get any time to rest them. You're, you know, you're coming against the best of the state every week. You know, Skyview's one the title the last two years you know ridgeline's on their way up so you know we just have to make a great game plan we have to get our kids to buy into it go out and play hard be confident you know nerves in this region are huge because there's five schools within you know what 15 20 miles of each other so everybody knows each other the emotions come in they're hot teenagers you know they Sometimes don't know how to really keep those in check, so us as coaches have to help them kind of navigate that. And you know, it's it's a lot of fun, but it's definitely pretty stressful throughout the weeks. <laughs> uh, amen to that. I mean, you, certainly you see that on the front lines more than we do, um, Coach. Uh, we, we were uh, <clears throat> we, obviously we know that Mountain Crest has a new head coach, and we've heard that some other uh, staffs have have made some tweaks to their coaching staffs. Uh, is your coaching staff the same, or have you made some changes as well? No, it's the same as last year. Um, you know, we've had one coach resign. He was, you know, just too busy to coach, but I've kept most of my staff intact, and, you know, that's good. The coaching staff's cohesive. We're, we're all speaking the same language. We're, we're working together. You know, we draw a lot of stuff on the whiteboard. Hey, how about this? How about this? How do we make this better? And so, you know, it's kind of nice keeping everybody together on the staff. Speaking of coaching staffs, you, uh, you're a graduate of Bear River High. Did you play under Coach Wise? Yeah, I did. I, I, he was, first year was my junior year. How was that? I love the guy. He's a great dude. You know, he taught me a lot. Um, came in and just basically worked us to death and taught us to be champions. And that's kind of the approach I try to bring in is you got to work for everything you want. And if you work hard enough, you might get there, but if you don't, you're going to be a lot better off. And you spent one season at Cottonwood in 18. What have you learned? What's the biggest lessons you learned from going from such high level football, like Cottonwood in, in, in their class, not saying that region 11 isn't, but obviously the talent difference is, is pretty big. Um, what have you learned from there now coming to Logan and playing, I guess, against 4A squads? Yeah, so I was actually at Cottonwood for two years, oh, okay, 17 and 18. All right. But, you know, we're going up against the Corner Canyons, Jordan, Alta, Brighton. You know, 
I had 25 kids on my varsity team and nine of them were freshmen when I was there. So, mm. you know, it's, it's relieving to have like the amount of talent that I have, you know, the depth pieces and then going against teams that are similar in that sense. But, you know, I, I enjoyed my time at Cottonwood, but definitely didn't have the numbers or the talent that I have here. So, you know, I, I can do a lot more stuff with the talent pool I have here. Hey, Coach, I want to circle back about scheduling for just a quick moment. You get to – you've already mentioned Stansbury and their style, but we didn't mention where that game's being played. Uh, you get to be part of this uh, Rocky Mountain kickoff. You get to have a game up at Utah State. Just what's that like to be able to go into a big arena like that and the potential to have more fans there to uh, watch you guys play on a Division One football field? It's really fun. You know, my first year here, we played Preston up there and brand new locker room. You know, the kids get a feel of what it's like to play in a college stadium. You know, all our kids that have aspirations of playing college football, they get to see what that's like. You know, the, the energy is high because it's a new experience. You got way more fans in the stadium. It, it's just, it's an awesome experience. And I love giving our kids a chance to play in the school that I graduated from, and I spent so many years on the, in the stands watching. And so, you know, anytime we get asked to do that, I, I step up. And, you know, Stansbury's a quality opponent, and they're going to test us pretty well. And we're just going to come out and, you know, play our best for that game. And then uh, one other thing kind of related to scheduling is RPI and uh, how that affects schools. And you already mentioned the type of schools you like to face for, you know, just to learn different or face different styles to prepare your team and, and understanding the role, rules and roles of what they have to do. But how do you feel about that scheduling and how it can affect RPI and your potential position in the postseason? I mean, from the last two years, it's kind of come down to if you win games, your RPI is going to be high. But also, if you're playing teams that win games, you're going to be a lot higher. So we want to schedule teams that are going to go out and win football games for us. If we go out and beat them, that's a huge bump in our RPI. If we lose, but that team goes on and wins 10 games, you know, our RPI is still going to be a lot higher. So we, we definitely want to schedule teams that are going to contribute to that RPI score. But at the same time, you know, I think sometimes it's a crapshoot. You might schedule a team in January that you think is going to be awesome, and they come out and lay a goose egg for you. And so... You know, you just kind of have to schedule almost guessing and then play your best and win football games. Because if you go 10-0, and 0, your RPI, you've done everything you can for that RPI. Well, Coach, we're excited to see what Logan Hyde's going to look like this year with a lot of returners, perhaps uh, uh, the team in Region 11 with the most returning starters coming back. So excited to see what that does for you and the Grizzlies this year, season opener. Uh, uh, next Friday at Viewmont in the home opener on the 20th against Juan Diego. Best of luck to you and your team coming up this uh, upcoming football season. Good luck, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate it. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. 
sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard, aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and AJ Selvison. I'm going to have to put a one right here, right, Eric? So it's not expired. <laughs> he did the same thing to you! I didn't notice yes, that. Yes, you did! Luckily, I'm a good forger. <laughs> I honestly did not notice that. Here you go. Sir, this, this expired? expired in 1992. What are you doing here? No, that's, that's 2092. <laughs> Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Preston Golf and Country Club is now taking registration for the Preston City Amateur to be played this week on August 6th and 7th. It's a 36-hole stroke play tournament. Championship flight will pay gross only and all other flights will pay net only. Prizes on every hole both days with significant added money. Entry fee is $60 for members, $75 for non-members and does not include cart. Players pick their times on Friday with Saturday based on Friday scores. The Preston City Amateur this Friday and Saturday. Call 208-852-24 if you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main in Logan, across from Angie's. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Uh, really appreciate Coach... Bart Bowen joining us and all the coaches who joined us through this week, previewing their upcoming football seasons. I know a bunch of them having scrimmages, at, most of them I think tomorrow actually, mm-hmm. in some form or another. And then the uh, season openers are next Friday. Some of them having their home openers next Friday. Some have to still wait a week before they get to open things up uh, at home for their home fans. But uh uh, we do make you this promise that we will uh, have all the games for all these teams here on our family radio stations here at the Cash Valley Media Group. Uh, Logan High will be on uh, KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. Hall of Famer Al Lewis on the call there. Uh, the Skyview Bobcats will be here on the fan with John uh, Newbold, Hurricane John Newbold, calling all the games. on uh, For the uh, Mountain Crest Mustangs, that's A.J. Knight, Calling those games. It'll be on 107.7 FM. Green Canyon Wolves, longtime professional broadcaster, Hall of Famer in his own mind, Craig Hislop. I, that poor guy. He'll be calling the games on uh, 100.9 My FM. By the no, way, Light FM. Do me. you think Craig Hislop looks like a much older version of Robin Williams? Uh, I've never thought that. You should I'll look have to at take a, a picture and side put by side, side photo. By side. He agrees. I agree. Yeah, he looks like Robin Williams. Uh, Dave Simmons calling the action for the Ridgeline Riverhawks. That'll be on one hundred four point five. The Ranch, and last but not least, the Bear River Bears on one hundred four point nine. The Ranch of Box Elder County with Rod Zundel calling the play by play 
for the Bears. We're really excited for this upcoming football season. Yeah, a bunch of great broadcasters. They'll have great color analysts. Again, we cover all six schools in Region 11. Uh, nobody else can say they can cover their whole entire region like we can. So that's that's pretty awesome. And it's exciting for the players, the coaches, the fans, everybody, everybody to be a part of and look forward to another great season from Region 11 teams. Ajay, uh, late last night it was Team USA versus Australia, which we thought could be the biggest challenge since the loss to France uh, to start things out for Team USA. And it looked like it was going to be a challenge. The Americans were down by 15 in the first half. And it looked like, my gosh, this, these guys are just having a hard time. They're not yeah. going to be able to put it together. And then they totally shut Australia down uh, to close out the second quarter and to go on a tear in the third. And really, that's been their M.O. Uh, for a lot of these games is play really good to close out the second quarter going into the half and then just not relinquishing anything and continue to put the hammer down and create separation and get the win. And that's that's exactly what they did again last night and ended up blowing them out. Thank you, Kevin Durant, for coming to play basketball. Thank you, J. Rue Holiday, for playing basketball. Uh, those two guys bailed the USA men's basketball team out when they were in that 15-point deficit. Uh, and, I mean, and everything that Australia was doing was crisp, was smooth. Uh, they were playing great defense. They were – and the thing about it is that they were being physical with them without fouling. Uh, what was it? Uh, how, many, how, much, how many points did Kevin Durant have? Did he, he had have 23. 23. But in that run, they went like on a twenty nothing run, and I think Kevin had like ten of those points. Jeru had another six. I, just unreal. Like when Kevin Durant want, wants to take over a game, in two thousand eight, Team USA had to lean on Bryant. Actually, let me go back further. In ninety two, Team USA leaned on Jordan. In ninety six, the team leaned on, I mean Peyton Hardway. You can name a few guys. Um, in 2008, they leaned on Brian. In 2012, they leaned on LeBron James. In 2016, they leaned on Durant. And in 2020, I guess 21, they've leaned on Durant again. Like, there's always one guy who is your go-to when things are getting really bleak and don't look good. And they went to Durant, and Durant responded well. I thought he's that been was phenomenal. impressive. Man, he's been incredible. I, that's just amazing what he's doing right now. And Jerry Holiday was a big part of that. I thought Patty Mills... Played about as well as you could ask. I thought he had a great game. Just too much, uh, too much Team USA in this one. Uh, I really liked Zach Levine as well. I yeah, he was really aggressive. Couple of steals, uh, ran him back for uh, for awesome, pretty awesome dunks. And uh, those are big momentum plays. Oh, it's huge. And uh, Team USA did a better job of playing the passing lanes, creating confusion for Australia. And, and Devin Booker caused was a lot great. of turnovers. Like when when. Australia decided, you know what, let's double Durant, let's lock down J. Rue Holiday. Then Booker came live and hit a couple of big buckets. Yeah. I mean, Devin Booker was really good at being called upon. I just, everybody responded well. That's a big win against a team that's kind of had their number the last, you know, in the FIBA and then this year in the exhibition. So to get that win is huge. Now you got to turn around and you got to go, Eric, you got to go face a tough France team who ended up pulling it off against Slovenia. Yeah, France ended up uh, facing Slovenia early this morning. It was down to the wire, mm -hmm. and it's uh, a, literally a last-second block. It was not Rudy who did the block. Um, gosh, was that Batum or Fournier? Nope, it was Batum. It was Batum. Um, but uh, it, that game down to the wire, 
and uh, Rudy did end up with four blocks on the night. Uh, but uh, this, they were the first to really slow down uh, Luka Doncic. He only had 16 points. He had 18 rebounds. Or excuse me, 10 rebounds and 18 assists. He had a triple-double. But they did slow him down offensively and forced other guys to uh, to try to beat him. And their their defense held true, and they were able to get past him 90-89 to 89 early, early this morning. So it's going to be USA versus France in the title game. Yep, I'm okay with that. That's going to be a darn good ball game. Uh, France obviously got the better of Team USA in the exhibition game. But uh, just the flow and the rhythm and, and the momentum that this Team USA has, it's going to be a good one. When do they play? What's the uh, time in USA day and time, I should ask? For uh, that championship game. question. Uh, I have to look that up. I see. Yeah, give me a second. But can I just vent a little, though, while we're looking this up? Go ahead and vent. Why Why they continue to put these games on Peacock? I know. Like, these are premier games. Like, this I know. Is gr- this is late on the East Coast, but this is still a good prime time on the West Coast to watch some of these games. Mm-hmm. So they wonder why their ratings are down. That's probably one of the bigger reasons. By the way. Joe Ingles was money in this. I was actually watching some highlights. I'm going back to him. Joe Ingles was really good in this game again. Dude, that's the fifth time in a row they've been to the semifinal and have lost. Okay, so um, this is mountain time. The gold medal game between France and USA will be at 8.30 tomorrow night. Friday night, 8.30. Uh, Subscribe to Peacock so you can watch it, I guess. Now, there is a way to watch it for free. As long as you have a cable provider and you can log in, provide some login details. If you go to NBCOlympics.com, there's there's a workaround. That's what I was able to do last night so I could watch the game, but it's it's annoying. It's cumbersome. No, I'm not going to freaking log in to go watch it, my Team USA play. Be grown up. It should be a premier event. Yeah. Put it I, on the flagship. Why is it on ABC? Why is it on NBC? Why is it on... Discovery Channel, I don't care. Put it on Animal Planet for all I give a crap. Just let us be able to watch the dang game without having to log in to NBCOlympics.com and Peacock TV to watch a dang basketball game. I know, it's silly. <sighs> so the uh, bronze crap. medal game, um, for those that will be watching Joe Ingles and see if Australia can get the bronze, that will be Saturday. Uh, that will be at uh, 5 a.m., Saturday morning, so for the early risers. But the the gold medal match, gosh, 8.30, that's a great time. You have to find an online way to watch it. doesn't make sense. Forget it. I'll just find the highlights on YouTube. Well, they'll, they'll replay it like a full day later. Yeah, like a day later, they're like, all right, here it is. Get ready. You guys been waiting for this to find out who's going to win gold. We will find out next. Hey, kind of another surprising team playing for gold is the baseball. Dude, uh, that is awesome. Baseball's back into the Olympics. Yeah, so they had to so they lost to Japan. No, they lost, yeah, they lost to Japan uh earlier and then had to climb through the losers bracket to get back into it. And they ended up beating uh Korea twice. They had a I can't, they beat uh I can't, they beat I think Australia. I can't remember who they beat somebody else again. And they've fought their way all the way back to the title game. And it's not a true double elimination. Now that it's a medal match, it is one game, winner takes all. So Japan and Team USA are going at I'm so excited for Team USA in baseball. Do you know when that game is going to happen? Uh, I have no clue. and But it's going to be on Peacock TV. 
<laughs> so find it there, people, and enjoy it. Bull crap. Uh, Absolute bull crap. That- uh, the gold medal match will be, I can tell you right now, it'll be 4 a.m. on Saturday morning. I don't know what channel it's on or online. See, that's the, if I don't know. If it was on Cartoon Network, I'd be up at 4 a.m. <laughs> hey, stick around. More from Coach Anderson, Utah State football, coming up next hour. There- I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. It's not like Max Scherzer has been toiling in anonymity throughout his career. He's won the Cy Young three times. He's been to the World Series with the Tigers, won the title with the Nationals. Baseball fans know how great he is, but he's coming on to a big stage with the Dodgers, the defending champs in the nation's second biggest market, and to say they have high expectations is an understatement. Last night, he did Max Scherzer things. In his L.A. debut, he struck out 10 Astros in a 7-5 L.A. win. The highlight for the 52,000 fans was probably that he fanned Jose Altuve three times. There's plenty of reason for them to be excited. The Dodgers are in a real battle with the Padres and Giants out west, but now they're fully armed. Scherzer may be 37, but he's been under pressure before. A big stage out west shouldn't be a big problem as Scherzer tries to add another successful chapter to what has been a Hall of Fame career. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Remember the saying, if you love something, set it free. If it doesn't come back, it was never yours to begin with. When it comes to your identity, the folks at LifeLock are calling BS. All those nights working overtime, saving up that money, paying off all the debt, and now some identity thief wants to try to set it free? It's crazy talk, right? That's why LifeLock by Norton helps monitor your information and alerts you to potential identity threats. And if you do become a victim, a dedicated U.S.-based specialist will be there to help fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But when identity thieves try to take what's yours, you don't have to take it lying down. Save up to 25% off your first year. You just have to call 1-800-LIFELOCK, or you can go to the website. You can go to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. So 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK for up to 25% off. LifeLock. What's the deal with the Dan Patrick Show? Dan Patrick. You're still fighting for Tiki Barber to get in the Hall of Fame. I'm not even actually a fan of Tiki Barber, really, but his stats suggest he's a Hall of Famer. His stats blow away Marshawn Lynch. Okay, because that's the debate now. Marshawn Lynch is retired. Yes, he. If Pete Carroll had just given the ball to Marshawn to run in, instead of throwing that pass, we wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a question that he's a Hall of Famer. Right. Dan Patrick. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Ascent Aesthetics is quickly becoming the choice of those looking for Botox, fillers, skin care, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, and more. Doctors Blotter Benyon and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat have assembled an incredible staff that want to meet and help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. At Ascent Aesthetics, it's always education first. Visit Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. The home for Skyview Sports. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We are here's what you need to know. Well, even in a pandemic, the rich get richer. According to Forbes, even with a 20% revenue drop from last season due to the coronavirus, the average value of the 32 NFL franchises is up 14% to $3.48 billion. It is the biggest gain in five years. And for the 15th straight year, the Dallas Cowboys are valued as the most expensive franchise, 
reaching $6.5 billion. New England Patriots are number two. Giants are three. Rams are four. Washington football team is at five. Tennessee Titans have signed quarterback Matt Barkley, formerly of the Buffalo Bills. They've also released Deshaun Kaiser. Team also placed center Spencer Pulley on the injured reserve. He'll be out for a bit. Dolphins have activated wide receiver Preston Wilson from the reserve COVID-19 list. So he's back. And the NFL broadcaster now, Robert Griffin III, joining ESPN. No longer a teammate of anybody's. As a free agent, he joins the broadcast team. I'm David Gascon. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team. The Eggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Ajay, all week long we've been speaking to coaches, and it was no different today. We've been speaking to high school coaches every day this week, and today we did that again. But we also got to talk to Blake Anderson, the head coach of the Utah State football team. Uh, exciting to see what this football team is looking like this year, uh, and we'll continue to do, uh, hear from the coach and the players and even some of the coordinators as uh, we had a chance to get up to Utah State University for their media day uh, first availability for um, these players as they were reporting today and for first real practices start tomorrow. And um, great opportunity to hear what, uh, what's going on and how things have been developing. And also great opportunity to hear from you. Like as you hear these clips, as you hear from these coaches and you hear from these players over the next few days, how does it change your opinions about the positions and about the outlook for Utah State football? And if you have a question about uh, the upcoming season – Go ahead and ask it on our Guild Mortgage text line. There's a good chance we might have a clip that answers your question about USU football. 435-339-0321. Join us here on the Full Court Press. And uh, Ajay, just listening to Coach Anderson, listening to the players, talking to the coordinators, uh, I have uh, more optimism today than I did two months ago about this upcoming Utah State football season. Maybe it's just the excitement Maybe it's just a return of football, but the the feeling and the attitude and the energy in that in that building right now is is infectious. It is. Uh, you can see it. You can feel it, and it's good. I'm excited. Um, to those who are listening to our show, first, welcome to the Full Court Press. Second, if you got questions, Eric and I were there live for all the media day. Uh, if you got questions, text into the show four three five three three nine zero three two one. With what questions you have, maybe we have audio bites of it. We could play it for you. Either it's Blake Anderson. You'll either hear from Ephraim or what is it? Ephraim. Ephraim. Ephraim Bonda or Anthony Tucker. We've also got player interviews as well that we could play. Um, so we have all sorts of audio for you. But if you've got questions about the Utah State football Aggies, uh, ask us. 435-339-0321. We'll be talking a lot of Aggie football here in the second hour of the Full Court Press. Ajay, I want to start out this hour with Coach Anderson's opening statement. He covers a lot of ground with it as uh, just kind of recapping what's happened here in the offseason since his team was last together in the spring and uh, some updates on players coming and going and just a kind of a, a quick early preview of um, you know, where he wants to go 
uh, for this team. So this is earlier today. This is Coach Blake Anderson, head coach of the Utah State football team, giving his opening statement about uh, well as Utah State football opens its fall camp. It's good to get started. You know, the anticipation of just kind of finding out what we this group can be is always the fun part. Felt like we I felt like we've we've had a really, really good summer leading into fall camp. The guys have been off for the last five days, but they worked extremely hard up to that point. And I, I felt I mean they're in great hands. Paul and his staff do a phenomenal job. So we're really blessed to have great strength staff. They did a great job with them. But just listening to his feedback, uh very, very positive in the sense that uh, you know, just daily consistency, which is a key, you know, no big ups, no big downs. Uh, felt like guys Obviously, got bigger, faster, stronger over the summer. So, good foundation for where we're headed. Fall camp's hard on anybody. You can be in great shape and you're still not in great shape. Fall camp, so it's going to be a challenge. It'll be a test for them. It's going to be a little different schedule than they're used to. But, but uh, we uh, we report today and get rolling first thing in the morning. And anxious to see really, like I said, what what this team's capable of. Uh, a lot of moving parts. A lot of guys that we don't know very well that we saw glimpses of in the spring. But you know, fall camp is just different. And, and we'll have the whole crew together. With that being said, too, there are a few roster adjustments that that uh, that have kind of happened over the course of the summer. We, we we have three young men that were on the roster, scholarship players that left the program for different reasons. Hunter Hill left the program. All indications are transferring down to, to maybe get an opportunity to get on the field. Don't know where he landed, but he did leave the program this summer. Jahazel Lee is the most recent to leave the program. His mother is ill, uh, diagnosed this summer. Uh, with an illness, and he's going to try to get back closer to home and maybe play his senior season somewhere there in Louisiana. Would would anticipate him showing up on somebody's roster uh, here recently uh, or here in the next week or so, uh, if not already. And then Breaker Mendenhall has stepped away from football altogether as of right now to deal with some personal uh, issues. Uh, and so we're leaving the door open for him to come back at some point if he chooses to, but as of right now, it doesn't appear as if he's going to be in a place where he feels comfortable doing that in time to play this particular season, and which is disappointing. We actually felt like he was had had a great spring when he was healthy. We did add seven new scholarship players to the roster over the course of the summer. Uh, that'll uh, that'll be new faces and names for for fall camp. Bo Maele is a Utah kid coming off mission. Uh, obviously, everybody's familiar with that last name, and yes, he is. Uh, he is uh, a relative of, of Frank's uh, defensive tackle. Been here all summer. Looks the part. Glad to have him. Has matured a good bit, I think, uh, during the course of, of his time uh, during his mission and gained a little weight, from what I can tell, as well, in, in good spots. Uh, Phil Paella is a defensive tackle, transferred in from University of Michigan. Uh, along with him, Hunter Reynolds is a safety transferred in from the University of Michigan. Both have been here all summer and are acclimated to what we're doing. Monty McGarry is a safety that transferred in from Troy University, played for Coach Brown there. Did not play last year due to COVID, uh, and uh, he's got a family, a wife, and, and a young one. And, and so he stepped away last year due to that, and it had some injuries before. But Coach Brown is very familiar with him. He fits in and is versatile enough to play either safety or corner. So we've got the ability to uh, to slide him around a little bit. So he's, he's helpful. Sean Gates is an addition at corner from uh, originally signed with Boston College out of high school. And so he's got, uh, he's got you know, power five ability. And, and, and as a kid, we, we knew of. So he, he came in and will be in the corner room. Jamie Nance added at wide receiver from the University of Nebraska. 
He's here this summer also, a kid we recruited out of high school, uh, went at Arkansas State. And so when he when he entered the transfer portal, we, we already had relationships with him as well. And then lastly would be Calvin Knapp. He's an offensive tackle that transferred in from uh, Iowa Community College, Iowa Western Central. I don't know, one of those, one of those Iowa Community Colleges after, after their season was over. So seven new faces to the program, uh, to, not to mention some obviously some walk-ons that we'll add for fall camp, but those are all scholarship transfers that add to the roster. Be good to add those in in key areas. Those are positions that we we clearly needed more depth than what we had going through the spring. Uh, we'll have two scrimmages that are open to the public. Uh, those are on Saturday, August fourteenth at eleven a.m. and Fan Day being on August twenty-first. That'll be at noon, and I'm sure there'll be all kind of stuff wrapped around Fan Day. Not sure exactly what that looks like here, but we'll we'll interact with the fans a little bit. But other than that, practices will be uh, for us will be closed. Uh, COVID restrictions are concerned, and, and we want to just try to be as safe as we can. So we'll shut down practices. I know they were open in the spring, but feel like moving forward just to be really safe with all the things that are going on. We're going to shut practices down through fall camp, and, but we'll have those two good opportunities for fans to see what we're what we're doing before we get into the season. So there's Coach Anderson's opening remarks: uh, players coming, players going, uh, practices. Reason why they're closed, but uh, scrimmages are coming up. And uh, kind of a quick early preview of what's been going on since uh, we were last with Coach Anderson in the spring. Yeah, uh, it's quite the update. Players going, players leaving. The Georgia Tech transfer offensive lineman, he's, he's uh, uh, leaving for, uh, again, his illness of uh, his mother that was diagnosed, and he wants to be closer to home. Completely understand. Uh, we got a bunch of text messages coming through, so let's go ahead and get through them. Again, if you want to text in, you're more than welcome to do so. 435 435- Three three nine zero three two one. Eric and I were able to be at USU Football Media Day, so we'd love to hear from you. Uh, nine four seven four. If Boise moves on to a Power Five conference, do you think both Boise State and USU will try to continue to schedule each other to keep the rivalry somewhat alive? I know it wouldn't be as intense, but I would hope to keep the rivalry going. I don't think so. That's a fair question. Um, I think there's a regional aspect. Utah State's one of, if not the closest team to Boise State. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, uh, I don't know, that's a really hard question. I don't think it'll be a regular I Yeah, a regular maybe every other schedule. year, maybe every other two years, yeah. I, I think that they, knowing Boise State and how they view themselves, I think they would probably rather to have uh, BYU as a more regular non-conference sure. opponent on their schedule. Uh, five four five two. What position do you guys think is the deepest and most talented, both offensively and defensively? Ooh, running backs has quite a few, quite a bit of talent in it. You're still waiting for a guy to stand out, but your running back department's pretty darn good. There are a lot of guys in the running back room, um, but no one has really emerged as a great the guy. Yeah, talent that we're all going to be talking about. Yeah, uh, at least not yet. So. I, I get where you're coming from. I think I'd probably offensively, I'd probably lean more to the Your wide receivers. receiver core. Yeah, I thought you would say that. Yeah, there's a lot of Devin talent Tompkins, there. Justin, and hopefully McGriff will come around Jordan and play better. Nathan, Brandon Save on Scarver, Bowling. hopefully he can pull it through. Yep, I agree with McGriff. you. McGriff. Yep. 
Uh, as far defensively? as defensively, defensive backs, right? That's what I was going to say. I think just with the transfers that have come in here, the experience that's coming back, They're monsters in the backfield. I think that that uh, that <laughs> se- defensive secondary. I'm going to include the safeties in that. Just the general defensive secondary backfield. Yep, is uh, is probably the most has the most depth and the most talent on the defense. Uh, six five four three. <laughs> Do either one of you know when the current contract expires for the radio station that broadcasts the Aggie football games? It'd be great if KVNU could become the flagship station again. Is that your? Is that Mr. Franson texting in? <laughs> I do not recognize that number. It's um, no one in here in the building that I. We don't have it. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, I don't know when it expires. Or they don't have it. Yeah, yeah we're not privy to those details. We're moving on. Nine eight three five. Ajay, you're missing the USA versus Australia men's basketball game. It is on USA Network right now. Tell me if you need a score update. Yes. <laughs> Will you let me? I have not heard anything. Yeah, what happened? Will you let me know who wins? Yes, who is winning? Has Joe got Kevin Durant thrown out yet? Tell me, give me an update, because I need one. I'm so. You know what? This year of Olympics just sucks because we can't watch it. And when I tune in, it's like curling or spike ball or <laughs> ping pong, something stupid. I. <laughs> Hey, some of those ping pong and don't, badminton. Eric, don't. They are more intense Why than you, you might realize. This? Stop it. Uh, 9463. Good question from 9463, Eric. Did they mention anything about improving the game day experience for the fans? Other schools like BYU have the Cougar Walk or a tunnel where the fans go early and tailgate and see the players uh, arrive to the stadium. Whereas I feel like USU just kind of has a here's the overpriced concessions fan for yourself type of deal. <laughs> Hey, how are the concessions? I've never had them. I think they've I, improved. I, I mean, I haven't. I've never. I, I went to Aggie games as a fan too, and I never had them. And now, as I go as an employee, I haven't had them. But I know Utah State has been trying to improve uh, a, a tailgate atmosphere that was totally non-existent in the past. Yeah, I know they've they've tried some things. I really do have to give them credit for what they've tried to do. Mm-hmm. But the culture here just hasn't really caught on that much. Could there be other things that could be done to enhance a fan experience that gives you a, a better incentive to be at the game rather than watch it at home on your comfortable couch in your pajamas with the bathroom nearby that you don't have to wait in line for? Yeah. Sure. While you're tuned in onto uh, Al Lewis's pregame and then you're waiting Al Lewis's postgame? Sure. But could they be doing some better things? Yeah, probably. But I think it's as much as what the fan – base responds to it. Look, I, I'm not trying to throw the fan base under the bus. I'm just saying that they've been trying some things, and I have to give them credit for what they've tried to do. But, but just some of those have kind of stuck, <clears throat> while others, it just really hasn't caught on now, with the culture here. I get what he's saying, though. Like, why can't we have, like, an Aggie walk where the players, you know, where the players arrive or where they walk through, you know, by the fans? And, I mean, you can separate the fans from the players or whatever, but have the players walk through with their gear on and, you know, you're rooting them on. Just something like that. Like would the, be cool. The Vodtech experience is awesome. I think awesome. that's hard to do. Clemson, the, Clemson the specter does it, dude. of, uh, Cle- of uh, the specter of COVID still hanging over a lot of, a lot of us. Okay, but. true. But maybe still. vaccinated people. I don't know. It's just something fun like that it would be kind of cool. I, yeah, I get it. It would be cool. But no, they didn't talk anything about game no. day experience. We Sorry. should have asked though. Nine eight three five. Oh crap! USU leads by nine with two minutes left in the third. We're blowing it. <laughs> we aren't winning that game. Crap. You have to wait and find out. Lose. 9835, keep me apprised. 
8798, throw move Maverick food out. It's garbage. You don't like Maverick food, 8798? Uh, Bahama Mama? Oh, no, 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 no. Not, not the Bahama Mama. That's too big to swallow. But the Cheddar Worst. Ooh. With sauerkraut, dill relish, onions, and a lot of mustard is where life is at. That'll be speaking to you all night long. Oh, if you do man. That. 8798. Even after you leave the game. You've got, oh, wow. You don't like the Maverick Food 8798? I love it. I'm a huge fan of that. The cinnamon, the Cinnabons and stuff? Or is, uh, who was it called it? <laughs> I think it was Aaron Vaughn. He called it Honey Buns <laughs> in front of Coach's wife. <laughs> that was funny. I think that was at like a media day. And, uh, and Coach Wells looks at him like, what did you say? I like Mrs. Wells' Honey Buns. Dude, look on his face. <laughs> Coach Wells' face was not great. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I'm excited, uh, Eric, about kind of just the energy of this team and where it's headed. I feel like it's in a positive direction, which is a far cry from last year for so many reasons that we know of. Yes. But yes. Uh, I, I look forward to... What uh, the quarterback competition to watch these quarterbacks duke it out? It's Peasley, it's it's Bonner and Legault's in there too. But when I mean, when you listen to to Coach uh, Blake Anderson, it's Peasley and it's Bonner, and he's pretty respectful on both ends. He says, "Hey, look, you know, if you if you uh, if Peasley gets it, credit to him. I mean, he earned it. You know, if if Bonner gets it, well, the guy had to fight for it because Peasley was was right there, you know, and he had the experience, so." Good stuff. You know, it's a wide open competition and been really clear with, with Logan missing spring the way he did and and really only being released fully uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, Pisa is going to take the first snap of the ones and Logan may take the second snap of the ones. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a series by series and we're going to let them we're going to let them compete wide open. Uh, I feel like that Peasley separated himself enough from the rest of the group in the spring and obviously the experience that we have and the amount of experience that Logan has uh, of actually playing the Division One level, you know, we're, we're going to let those two guys go at it. You know, uh, Cooper will will battle his tail off to try to get in that fight, but I would tell you, you fall camp doesn't create a lot of opportunity to get a ton of reps for everybody. So we're going to have to make a decision, and you're fairly quickly, and we need to create the best opportunities to do that. And that's what the ones. I mean, that's what the ones going out there. So you got the integrity of the O line and all that. Somebody's going to win the job if. If Peasley is able to hang on the job and beat Logan out, clearly he beat out a, a guy that we've seen play at a high level. If Logan beats him out, based off what I've seen from Peasley, he had to earn it because one thing I did notice about Peasley all summer is he was at the front of every line. He was at the front of every sprint. He's here extra, and he's done everything he can to, to have a great quarterback battle in fall camp. And to me, that makes us better. Um, we'll have a guy announce when it's time, when we get ready to play, but competition makes everybody better. It does, and uh, we were talking about you know, just every year teams have position battles. Every team across the country, they have some battles to try to figure out who's going to be the starter at these various positions. And certainly there's a lot of focus on the quarterback position, and deservedly so at Utah State. Will it be Peasley? Will it be Bonner? Besides that, AJ, what other positions battles do you foresee that will be most interesting to, to uh, pay attention? I know we talked about it a little bit, but that running back by committee, like he didn't ever say like, "Hey, here is a guy that I really have been intrigued by at the running back spot." It is 
well, we've got a bunch of running backs. We need to find one who can be that guy, and we haven't found him yet. So that that part kind of worries me, but excites me too. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. Like there's Devontae Henry Cole is back, Makakona and uh, Noah, but we've got some guys that are back. We've got some new guys that are coming in. A couple of them are exciting that are coming in too. And in the spring, I didn't get a sense that there was me a neither. starter. Me neither, not once. And uh, Coach Anderson feels like there might not yet still be a starter main featured back. It may be by committee. Based off what I've seen in the spring, I would tell you it's going to be a little bit by committee, but that's really up to if there's a feature guy that stands out. Now, you know, in the same exact offense, we've had Giovanni Bernard take basically every snap and, you know, Mike Gordon take every snap. So it's kind of been based off the year. What I saw in the spring was a lot of guys that looked very similar. I would love it if a guy really stood out this fall and we had a feature back. I, I'm Lend my, you know, that's where my mind goes, but but I just I don't know that that's the particular room that we have yet. But that's what you know, that's what fall camp is going to be about. And, and so I think we have the luxury of playing a handful of guys that are all very efficient. Be interesting to see if one really stands out that that really separates himself. And, and if he does, and he'll get more carries. He's just like, we don't know yet. We'll figure it out hopefully by the end of fall camp. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, it worries me, but it excites me too. Yeah. Hey, do you know the thing? Well, and I had an interesting conversation with Coach Tucker about the running backs. Mm. Really interesting philosophy from him. We'll we might need to, to play stay that. tuned for that. Yeah. But um, but really, it's not anything different than what Coach Anderson just talked about. You know, we've got talent. We just don't know who's going to carry the rock. Do you know what I'm anybody. terrified about? Is the offensive line? I'm scared to death, dude. Like if we're that thin, he even said today that he's really worried. Eric, I'm terrified. Right now about the offensive line. It takes one guy and then you're having to make shift everything. And you have to make shift an offensive line. Then you got to worry about your quarterback staying healthy. And then if that's the case, then it's when things start to crumble really quickly. Yeah, that was uh, one of the questions that were asked of him. Like, depth. Is there a position group that has you concerned because of depth? Oh, man. And it was all about the line. Yeah, the whole thing. Mostly about the offensive line. A little bit about the defensive, but mostly about the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, one five seven zero. Uh, who is your pick in the gold medal game, France or USA? Well, we got to see if USA gets there. Uh, I want to see Rudy get a gold, but <laughs> I also you're want getting to your USA score win. updates as they're being played. Well, as I mean, right now I think it's going to be Team USA, and I think it's what one five seven zero is. Uh, can assuming as well, we're up by nineteen right now. Nine eight three five says end of three seventy four fifty five. Okay, so you stay tuned. I, I get don't it. Know. So one five seven zero might be getting a bit of ahead of himself. <laughs> but uh, if it is USA, I want USA to win. I don't want Rudy to win a gold medal. That gold medal belongs to USA. It doesn't belong to France. Yeah, I'm with you. God. I mean, everyone's like Rudy Gobert's go, accomplishments go. aside. Like, why do you want the no, this is about, to win, dude? This is country versus country. Wow. Not individual talents. I don't want Joe in the gold medal game. I want to see Team USA. No one wants to hear Joe come back and be like, I got myself a gold medal. I do want to see Australia win the bronze. I will yeah. cheer for Australia over Slovenia. Yeah, they got the Luka Doncic, and, dude, he put up a triple-double, and they still lost by one. That sucks. His worst offensive game of this uh, Olympic tournament. Well, scoring-wise. Yeah. I mean, he still was a monster grabbing rebounds and dishing assists. He's so incredible. He is. So one His five, first loss in international play. 17-1 and one now. Yeah. That's amazing, by the way. Hey, so yeah, uh, one five seven zero. If it is USA that can hold on to the nineteen point lead, <laughs> I USA. I don't want freaking Rudy to win a medal. Doesn't belong to him. Not a gold. I'm okay with him winning silver. 
Fine. Well, yeah, he'll win silver. That's fine. Good for him. But remember, Eric, second place is last place. Second place is the first loser. Remember, if you're not first, you're last, <laughs> according to uh, Bobby's dad from Talladega Nights. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, more from Coach Anderson. Uh, if you have more questions about this Utah State football team, we'd love to hear them. Uh, we may have a soundbite that answers your question. 435-339-0321 to join us here on the Full Court Press. When it's time for a new haircut, don't cut into your wallet. At New Horizons Beauty College, haircuts, color, highlights, pedicures, and manicures are far less expensive than going to a salon. The students at New Horizons Beauty College are trained in all the latest trends and techniques. You'll get a great look at a great price. Plus, New Horizons has great prices on the products to help you maintain that new look. All services performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in the Clock Tower Plaza. In Logan. Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. What now, Chris Paul? He can opt out. He could become a free agent. He could stay there. I'm not somebody who says you should give him 30 plus million for three years because the reality is he didn't play against the best of the best to get to the NBA Finals, and eventually the NBA Finals wore him down. That's just the reality. Of it. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. This is Cache County Fire Chief Rod Hammer asking for your continued help. The state forester has determined that measures must be taken to prevent the ignition of forest and rangeland fires. Therefore, the following acts are prohibited. No building, maintaining, attending, or using any fire, campfire, or stove fire, including charcoal grills and barbecues, coal and wood-burning stoves and tent stoves, at homes and in developed camping and picnic grounds. There is an exception for devices using pellets, pressurized liquid fuel, or gas that include shutoff valves. They are permitted when used in an area at least three feet or more from flammable material such as grasses or pine needles. No smoking except within an enclosed vehicle, trailer, or building, a developed recreation site, or while stopped in an area that is paved or free from dry vegetation. No discharging or using any fireworks, tracer ammunition, or other pyrotechnic devices, including exploding targets. No cutting, welding, or grinding metals in areas of dry vegetation. No operating a motorcycle, chainsaw, ATV, or other small internal combustion engine without an approved and working spark arrester. On behalf of all the firefighters in Cache County, we appreciate your efforts in preventing wildfire. And the winner is Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. Voted best appliance dealer in northern Utah. This is Jay at Daryl's Appliance. We sincerely thank you, Cash Valley, for your vote. We want to share more great news by introducing the newest member of our Scratch and Dent family, Whirlpool. That's right, we now carry Whirlpool-made appliances at scratch and dent prices, always backed by our exclusive two-year warranty and our famous Daryl service team. Come check us out today, Daryl's West on Airport Road. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Utah State holding media day today. First availability with the coach, coaches and players since uh, the spring. Got a lot of good stuff from Coach Anderson. We got a chance to talk to a variety of different players and the offensive and defensive coordinators, and we'll share those uh, those interviews with you yeah. over the next couple of days. Uh, oh. Ajay, looks like we're getting some updates here. Hold on. On uh, what's going on with Team USA and Australia. So Team USA already won, huh? <laughs> Nine eight three five. Seven minutes left in the fourth. 
USA leads 84 to 61. Well, that sucks. And then one five seven zero. Not sure if you're joking, but USA has already won. <laughs> well, pretty, pretty sure that's a replay. Fetch. All right. Well, go Americans. We're playing in the final. Hey, by it the way, it is a replay. Yes, actually, and replay. I, I just did see it was a replay as well. Eric, great news tonight or tomorrow's gold medal match. Yes, between France and Americans will be on NBC. Oh, it will. At 8.30, they've just announced. About time. Or 10.30, I should say. No, well, 8.30 10.30 Eastern. So 8.30, 830 our, our time. time. Sweet. Okay, so we are in the gold medal then. Let's fetch and go. <laughs> Let's play, kids. Uh, Daddy's home. Let's get serious about it. So we're not getting serious. Uh, Coach Anthony Tucker, <laughs> the offensive coordinator. What a great transition. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. He had to make it somehow. <laughs> Uh, he's the new offensive coordinator for Utah State. I got a chance to sit down with him one-on-one. and uh, I'm looking forward to listening to I this. I went through really position-by-position position group on the offense that he oversees and just get a sense for his kind of philosophy for the positions, what what's going on, how the team's improving, and what still needs to be worked on uh, coming up for uh, the to get ready for the opener at Washington State. So here's Anthony Tucker, the new OC at USU. Anthony Tucker, offensive coordinator for Utah State University and coach as we're starting to get things ready for the 2021 fall campaign. Um, just your kind of recap of the what I'll call the offseason with spring and the strength and conditioning that happened over the summer. Just how do you feel about the progress of the team so far offensively? Um, I feel I feel really good. A lot of really a lot of positive um positive steps I think we've taken from when we got here. Um, I think around the country there's a lot of teams that felt like they were a little bit behind because of how 2020 went. Um, you know, conference to conference, different. there's different rules and things like that. Some people have spring ball, a little bit of spring ball. Some people had no spring ball. Uh, some conferences were able to, to get in during the summer. Um, in this conference and at this school, like, there was no off-season program. There was no summer program. Um, and then they played a very abbreviated season. So I feel like, um, and I think we all kind of understood that the development of a young team, fairly young team, was a little bit behind. So uh, with our strength staff, with Coach Jackson and, and the great guys he had around, I thought they did a really good job of preparing us for spring, um, getting through the winter um, session, um, and then getting through spring ball. A lot of those guys hadn't played a lot of ball, you know, being young. Um, so getting through spring ball, introducing our style of play, um, you know, what we'll hang on, we'll hang our hat on culture-wise, uh, introducing scheme and things like that, and really kind of getting to know what we have personnel-wise because uh, there really wasn't a lot to go on. So we didn't really know what we had. I, felt, uh, I think we all felt pretty positively about uh, what we had, you know, in the cover, so to speak, um, what we needed to address needs-wise. Um, personnel-wise, things like that. I think um, they've done an amazing job in the summer. see a lot of guys walking around have changed their bodies. Guys have needed to gain a little bit of weight, gained weight. Guys maybe need to, you know, lose a little bit of weight and conditioning and things like that. Um, I don't think we have – I don't think there's a better strength staff in the country. Um, And so I feel really, really positive about where we are at this point. Uh, Coming out of spring – um certainly there well maybe I'll rephrase it this way this is 
a, a team that had a lot of guys coming back, some super seniors, but also integrating transfers, and you've added a few more transfers. Uh, I asked this to Coach uh, Anderson. This is everything's new for you guys for these players, whether they're transfers integrating or mm-hmm. or, or not. So, uh, how do you see that kind of meshing together? with the transfers, with the guys that are already here, but especially with the guys who are here trying to understand this, these new concepts, these new systems, and what's being asked of them? Um, well, you know, just speaking for the offensive side of the ball, um, you know, mo- a lot of the guys we brought in were able to go through spring with us um, and or the entire uh, summer program. Um, now they had their own player, uh, you know, player run practices and things like that, and they they, they did a great job of meeting um, and really kind of investing in the summer and the time that they had. Um, I don't feel like we're in a position where we have a bunch of guys that are behind because they're new. Um, it's pretty much new for everyone, and a lot of those guys were here with us during the during the spring and for the entire bulk of the summer, for the most part. There's. Um, a couple of different position groups I just wanted to go through with you know, Peasley was pretty much the starter at the end of last year and, and took a lot of the reps in, in spring. Cooper Lega was there doing a lot of reps as well. Logan Bonner was hurt, wasn't able to do much in the spring. But now as we're coming into the fall, he kind of introduces a new level of, of competition. So in that quarterback room, how is that shaping up? And what are you seeing out of the quarterbacks that are there? And um, any thoughts about who may be emerging or what you want to see out of these guys to be that guy who does emerge as a number one mm-hmm. um you know just I've been really impressed with that room um and with the guys in that room from from day one through spring through the summer with the investment part of it um and they carried that out through the summer obviously there's limitations on how much time we can spend with those guys um Logan you know all those guys will be in camp um, obviously, adding another talented player uh, to the mix will, you know, hopefully raise the level of that room. I felt like there was some really uh, big steps that those guys took that went through spring ball. Um, I've been able to see, you know, you know, see them in the building and things throughout the summer. So I know that they're working. All the feedback we're getting from our strength staff, um, I think, competition in every room only makes the team better. Um, and so I feel really, really good about. Uh, where we are in that room and with the ability to to win games with those guys. Coach was also really high on the wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. You got some burners. You got some real talented guys. You got some new additions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also kind of alluded to this may be kind of a wide receiver by committee just because there's so many great talented mm-hmm. players there. How do you kind of manage that? And what are you wanting to see out of them to help kind of move things forward? Um, I, I want them to continue to do what they're doing. Um, because their their level of uh, commitment has been amazing, um, and you know you don't ever want to have you know if you want to be balanced, you want to be able to run the ball, you want to be able to throw the football, um, and there may be games where we throw it more than we run, and vice versa. Um, but you got to have more than a couple guys, and I feel like we have a really good core of of guys that um, that are going to make us hard to to defend. You know, because it's not just you have one guy that a team can can pay attention to and things like that. I feel like we have we have some really good pieces and we have some young pieces and, and guys that we've been able to add, guys that have been here who have really really taken steps. Um, I was really impressed with them in the spring, and I've been impressed to uh, what they've been able to do this summer. Um, but you got to have more than one guy. Is is you know we're we want to snap. We're not going to snap the ball forty times a game. We're trying to snap the ball 
a lot. So you need legs, you need guys running, but you don't want any drop off from maybe the guys that run out there first, you know, for the first play uh, of the game. You know, the guy behind him has got to be just as good or the guy that goes out second. There can't be any drop off from that first to second or, you know, and eventually you want to build depth where you feel really good about being able to roll a bunch of different guys out there. And, you know, like, the, you know, all the kids, they say they want to eat. So we want to we want to help them. You want to feed them. You want to feed them. Speaking generally about an offense and, uh, I guess, system versus personnel, do you try to develop players to fit the system that you have in mind, or do you adapt the system to fit the players that you have? Um, or is it a little bit of both? I think it's a little bit of both. You know, obviously, if, if you don't have the personnel to do something, well, then you don't do it. Um, if you feel like you have an, an undeveloped uh, personnel that has the capability of doing what you want to want, want to do, um, well then you help them develop to you know to be able to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. At the end of the day, you want to you know, and then in recruiting, you want to recruit to your system. Um, and but um, I don't. I feel the way that this program was built with what they've done offensively, you know, within the last hour, you know, three or four years, I don't feel like we're too far off personnel wise. I think there's there's some pieces in the skill position and even in the old line that, that fit what we're doing. So um, you just want to continue to add to that. With running backs, um, Coach Anderson felt like it's maybe a little bit of a running back by committee right now, still trying to see who emerges from a, a talented group of, of running backs. What's your, I guess, uh, review of the of the running backs so far? And do you want to have one guy kind of emerge and to be the featured back? Or with what's here, it's maybe better to kind of mix it up? I think naturally in, in any of those skill position rooms and the running backs, they all want to be the first one to run out. Um, you know, you, you want them to compete that way. But at the end of the day, you got to have more than one guy, and you'd like to have three or four guys. Um, that can can carry carry the carry the load again. No drop off. You want to be able to uh, keep guys fresh throughout the game. You want those guys to have explosive plays in the fourth quarter. Uh, we're not the type of offense where we're going to hand it to one guy. Uh, you know, 30, 40 times a game. Um, you want to be able to, you know, maybe have 30 or 40 touches or more in that room, but you want it to be divvied throughout. You know, two, three, four capable guys so that. The, the level of explosive plays increases. You know, I'd rather have a guy that has, uh, you know, 100 carries or 110 carries throughout, you know, f- for the year, but he's averaging eight to nine yards a carry, those types of things, rather than a guy who's carrying it, you know, two or 300 times a year and he's averaging 4.5 a carry. You know, um, you know, we want to create expl- explosive plays. We want to have longevity. We don't want attrition to set in on one guy that you've hung your hat on and he, he's no longer the same guy he was in September in the beginning of November, those types of things. Um, I think they systematically they begin to appreciate that because they feel better, they feel healthier, um, and they're more productive um, when you have three or four guys in that room that can touch the football. Um, and the other thing is, and there's, there's no drop-off when that guy goes in, guy, another guy gets a breather, and now you're getting hit with another guy who's really fresh and explosive. Uh, with tight ends, Carson Terrell, a lot of experience coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some other uh, tight ends that are back that have some experience. How do you feel about the tight end, and how do you utilize a tight end in your system? 
Um, well, I mean, we, we'll use a tight end. You know, if you got tight ends, it, you know, it, it'll really it really helps in in the run game, of course. Um, if you got a guy you can throw it to, you'd love to throw it to that guy. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, they're involved in protection. That's that's a really really invaluable uh, you know piece to what we do offensively. Because if you have if you have a good tight end core, it allows you to do more. Um, if you have if you don't have tight ends, it it, it really kind of handcuffs you on which direction you can go um, and it makes it a little bit easier for the defense so if you can if you can be in a tight end personnel type of look and do multiple things and, and be a little bit more dynamic that really really helps what you can do offensively um, Carson's done a great job and we do have some young guys that that have had you know have really again I, I feel really good about the steps that everyone has taken in each position group and I feel like that's a you know that's a group. We have a really good core of guys who've worked really, really hard. Um, I think I think their coach, uh, Coach DJ T. does a great job with those guys, um, and and I've seen just leaps and bounds of, of where they were to where they are and where I think they can be. And last but certainly not least, the offensive line. Uh, coach is a little bit concerned about some depth there. That was kind of an issue in the spring as well. Do you feel like that's getting addressed? Uh, and just how does that unit look like right now? You know what? I think if you ask the majority of every you know, offensive coordinator or head coach, they're always going to worry about their O-line and the depth. I don't feel like anyone – I don't think anyone around the country for the most part feels great about their depth. Um, up front offensively and defensively so um, you know it's always a concern you want those big guys to be healthy that's where it starts uh, you want to get them to game day um, and uh, and so I feel like we have we have addressed some of those things uh, with the O-line as far as the depth um, but I feel like we got enough guys to do what we need to do um, and I feel like we have guys who are good enough to do what we need to do so Awesome. Well, we're excited for the start of the season. Uh, it's coming up on us pretty fast, and uh, practice is underway right away. So uh, look forward to seeing what comes together, and good luck. Thank you. That's Coach Anthony Tucker, the offensive coordinator for Utah State. Uh, we rolled through every position group on offense. Interesting to hear his uh, uh, thoughts on some of the position battles going on, some of the experience that's coming back, and, um, and how he utilizes the running back. Uh, Jay, he would rather have – of a, a, a group of running backs who have fewer touches, but when they do touch the ball, they're more explosive. He wants a guy that when he gets the ball, he's able to open up the throttle and go deep uh, rather than have somebody who's just going to be a workhorse and get three or four yards every time. Yeah, uh, which is going to be interesting. So, yeah, like more of a pass-catching back. Um, who was the 18 back who did that a lot? You remember in 2018, who was our back? I don't even remember that far back on any, anymore. <laughs> I can't even remember who it was, oh, man. man. We had a pass catching back, and he was great. He ran just swing routes, flat routes, caught it, got you a few extra I yards. I see his face. I can't think of his name. Dude, I can't even think of it. I'm so out of it, but yeah. More number zero. It'll be great. Yeah, so I'm excited. Uh, it'll be interesting to kind of watch it go, uh, uh, kind of get going here. We'll see it in scrimmage a little bit. I think... By next Saturday, you might have a pretty good idea of what your starting offense is going to look like, I would imagine. I think so. I think so. I mean, there's new faces. I mean, the, a lot of the high school recruits won't be showing up until now. Some of the junior college transfers won't be showing up until now. Some of the other graduate transfers or transfer uh, portal uh, players are just starting to show up. So 
yeah, there's going to be some settling in to figure those guys out and how they work into the system and what kind of holes they can fill. But I think you're right. By and large, by next Saturday, we're going to have a pretty good sense. And certainly by the 21st, we'll have a much clearer picture than that. Uh, going back to the Guild Mortgage text line, 9835, it was fun while it lasted, LOL. You haven't given us the final score, 9835. Maybe it's not over I yet. already looked it up, you jerk, <laughs> Eric. Uh, 5338, winning gold is Rudy Duty. Viva la France. Okay. I'm still going for Team USA. Don't tell Durant he can't. <laughs> wow. I like the rhymes that are going on here. You're about to step into the Holiday Inn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we, better t- we better take a break before he comes up with any more. Uh, we'll hear from more of the coaches. Uh, get your reactions to what you heard from Anthony Tucker. JaVale will give you hell. Okay. <laughs> 435-339-0321. Guild Mortgage text line. If you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main and Logan, across from Angie's. Bright green cars. That's the only thing you need to remember as you're driving down Main Street in Logan looking for Jarek's fine jewelry. Hi, this is Jarek. We have a lot of people comment on the bright green cars outside, and some even talk about the building. But the overwhelming responses come when they step inside. Jarek's showroom was created to offer an intimate, romantic setting for couples to enjoy their ring-buying experience. Everyone is treated like a friend, with no price negotiation needed. Make your engagement special. Make it Jarek's. Come see us at 930 North Main in Logan. Just look for the bright green cars. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. I'm going to have to put a one right here, right, Eric? So it's not expired. <laughs> he did the same thing to you! I didn't notice yes, that. Yes, you did! Luckily, I'm a good forger. I'm... I honestly did not notice that. Here you go. Here's... Sir, this, this expired, expired in 1992. What are you doing here? No, that's that's 2092. <laughs> Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Uh, we've been hearing from Coach Blake Anderson. We heard from Offensive Coordinator Anthony Tucker. A lot of the audio already available online, 1069thefan.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast, and it'll all be there as well. More to come uh, as well, since uh, we did a lot of interviews today. Um, and, um, you know, we did uh, – we kind of split up. Al Lewis had some, some people that he was speaking to, and you and I took turns talking to different people, so – yeah, we got a lot of different players to get through, and we'll continue to hear that um, throughout the rest of uh, uh, this week and uh, maybe even into next week. But uh, any other takeaways besides the, the running back situation there from uh, Anthony Tucker, Ajay, with the Utah State offense? Uh, no, I mean, it's he's pretty clear-cut and dry with his answers. But, uh, again, I just I think there's a different energy. I want to be around the program. I want to be around the university. I want to be around the facilities. 
it's, it's led by the coaches and, and and fed off from the players, and I think it's uh, it's exciting to see. So I'm excited to uh, get the season underway with full camp starting tomorrow. Um, again, if you want to weigh in or hey, you have a question about uh, what you heard from some of the coaches, 435-339-0321. But, Ajay, we, let's set that aside for a moment. And um, it's, it's, it's that great time of the week where we need to talk about what might happen this weekend. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. It's the Full Court Press Pick 6. Ever since March Madness ended, I am so bored. Six things we think will happen this weekend. I don't know how the whole betting thing started, but it's fun. All right, six things we think might happen. Each of us have three lines. AJ, you won last week, so I'll give you the opportunity. You want to go first, or you want to defer? Like it's a feel-good story. He won. It is a feel-good story. All right, uh, why don't you go first? Go ahead, let it rip. That's code for I don't have my lines ready. Okay, uh, Team USA versus France in the gold medal game. Rudy Gobert rebounds. Setting the line at 13 and a half. Over or under? Under. I'm going to take the over. Okay. Who will be the second leading scorer for Team USA? Will it be Booker, Middleton, Lillard, or other? Not the leading scorer, the second leading scorer. Read that again. Booker, Middleton, Lillard, or other. Will be what? The second leading scorer. Dude, you know, you're not... Booker. No, Middleton. It's going to be Booker, too. I I just freaking know it. Uh, I'm going to take Booker. You You took Middleton. I'm going to take Clay. Okay. Okay, bronze medal game. Australia versus Slovenia. Okay. For Australia, Joe Ingles, points, nine and a half. Over or under? Uh, we are going to go over. I'm going to take the under. Good for you. I hate this game so badly, dude. <laughs> Sucks. All right, um... Eric, he was once an angel and is now the devil. Andrew Heaney pitches for the New York Yankees, and he's going against the Seattle Mariners at home on Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday morning. Andrew Heaney gives up three and a half earned runs over under. Um, Against the Mariners? Yeah. I'm going to take the under. Good for you. That's great. Speaking of the Angels, they what are you going to take? Oh, uh, what did you say? Under? Oh yeah, I'm I'm taking under. He's going to get lit up. Uh, so you'd want to take the over? Oh yeah. Well, I'll take the over. <laughs> so confused. Okay. All right. Julio Reyes for the Dodgers on Saturday faced the Angels. Julio, strikeouts at seven and a half over under. 
Uh, sorry, which day was that? Saturday. Seven and a half Ks? Yep. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under. Eric, great joy of glad tidings. Jimmer Fredette is back in the league. Oh, boy. He is playing for the Summer League Denver Nuggets squad. Oh, my word. How? And How are teams still giving this guy a shot? Well, according to many fans, all of them BYU, he wasn't given a fair shot in the right system. Mm. How many different times has he had that shot? Well, again, according to BYU Cougar fans, not enough. So here we are. I mean, isn't isn't there like an age out where you have... If you've been invited a couple of times, you don't. Come on, Eric. Don't you remember his 70.8 rebound, nine assist game as a Shanghai Shark? Yeah. All right. He created Curry before Curry even created himself. Jimmer Fredette. Wait, hold on. How did I say that? What about Jimmer Fredette? Okay. Well, Jimmer Fredette. Twelve and a half points over under versus the Heat. On Sunday. Versus the Heat? Yeah. On Sunday? Yeah. And you say 12 and a half points. You heard me. Uh, I'm going to say over. I'm going to say under. Okay, and a tiebreaker. You get to choose it because you won. Oh, man. We got a tiebreaker. Okay, France, USA, score. What do you got? Okay. I'm going to say USA 92 and France 88. 92-88, France? No. USA 92, France 88. I'm going to say USA 106, France 90. Wow. Blowout. Okay. Confident. Dude, there's this BYU guy. If given a fair shot, Jimmer would easily be a knockdown shooter and play a major role in the finals contender this year. He likely won't be given a fair shot, though. SMH. He's getting sick of dropping 70 in China. Come on, NBA. Open your eyes. Another BYU fan. Jimmer easily became one of the greatest college basketball players of the modern era and yet wasn't given the respect he deserved in the NBA. It's time we do that. He was given a shot at Sacramento. He was given a shot at Phoenix. He was given a shot. Dude, wasn't he given a shot with New York? Yeah, hell, yeah. The Knicks? Yeah, Knicks and the Spurs both took him, and three days later, Popovich was like, yeah, this guy is not NBA material. I mean, how many fair shots does this guy, does he get? Remember, dude, he's a great scorer because he did it in China. I'm just throwing that out there. Greatest shooter of all time. Wow. In modern era in basketball. He, but they are right. Like, he was Curry before Curry. Yes, that is true. He created that whole trend. Deep shot, heat checks. That was his game. Dude, he was a baller in college, too. You and I both know that. He yep. was incredible. He was. Did he ever play against the Aggies? Yes, the Aggies beat him. Well, here, when it was in Logan. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Man, 
That's crazy. Good for him. Uh, yeah, so good for Jimmer, dude. We're back. Good for Denver. Yeah, Denver, please. Do you please, think- keep him, please keep him. <clears throat> yeah, that's the thing. You think every team's like, good, Denver. Now just Way put him on go. the team. Let him start a few games. All the games. All right, everybody, switch. Switch on this. If you get Jimmer, <laughs> switch it. Here's your Can defensive you assignment. And you know what that's going to happen is that freaking Joe Ingles and these guys, the Jazz are going to play the Nuggets. Jimmer's going to have five points. Crowd's going to go ballistic because it's full of BYU fans. Joe Ingles is going to get mad, request a trade, and then we're done. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, that's going to do it for us tonight here in the Full Court Press. We've got a lot of audio on our website, 1069thefan.com. We've got more on the way. We'll hear from more coaches, from more players coming up in the next couple of days. Um, and to continue to get you ready for Utah State football, they start uh, their practices in earnest tomorrow. Today was the day to report. Uh, practices begin, and the first scrimmage that will be open to the public will be on August 14th, the day after the start of high school football, which will be on the 13th. So really busy week next week. We'll cover it all, and uh, tomorrow we'll also preview USA and France in the gold medal game.